We've got a big announcement, girlies. We're going on tour. We're going on tour. We're hitting the road, Jack. Woo! So don't you come back no more, no more. We're bringing our tour. That's showbiz all that's over showbiz. Ireland. You have to say it like that. Well, oh, but I that's can't sing. Showbiz. That's showbiz. That's <laughs> showbiz. You have to say it like old, old-timey American. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it I'll work on it we, we, That has to okay. feature In the show okay, I'll work on it I'll work on it We're coming to Name them A city near you We're going to Cork Limerick Galway Belfast And Dublin Yeah sorry about the Midlands But we can't drive And we need to be accessed by train We don't really know Any of those com- Sorry our, our, <laughs> our geography knowledge Of that part of Ireland Is limited But if you want to come see us Go to ticketmaster.ie And Take get your tickets Because they're flying out The door girls And our girlies In the UK and Australia Don't worry because there's exciting dates coming soon. Yeah. Keep the eyes peeled. That's keep all we'll say Keep the eyes and ears or peeled. And the ears, because you yeah. might hear it on here again. Do you keep your ears peeled? Keep the ears clean, I would say. Anyway, maybe. we're waffling. Anyway, also, link in the episode description on how to get your tickets. Exactly. See you then. See you, girlies. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I remember like being to my man, don't you ever again put me into a crash. But it was literally like, and I obviously was a child, so yeah. like obviously wasn't capable of doing a whole lot either. But it was like the land of the bewildered. They were all <laughs> literally riddled in diseases. Am I allowed to say this? But they were all snotting everywhere. They were all spitting on stuff. I was like, I can't believe what, you're, what age this? we are. I don't know. Like obviously, like I was literally like looking at everyone being like, Yuck. You're sending me. No, sending me like, like, mom, how dare you? Like, I'm ready to report you to child services. <laughs> you want the phone to child line? Sorry, my mom's just had to drop me off a crash there, and everyone's manky. Can you come collect me? They're like, you're a three year old boy. Get back to them. Hey, kids. I'm Kevin. And I'm PJ. And welcome back to... I'm Grandmam! Woo! Hey, what's the crack? How's everybody? So what have we been up to since the last ep? We went to see Hustlers the other day. Oh my god, lads. V good. Very good. We love a Jenny Lowe film. Okay, anything that Jenny Lowe is going to be in. Also, I don't know when we started calling her Jenny Lowe, but I can't stop calling Jenny her. Jenny from the block. She has numerous aliases. <laughs> it took me right back when I used to fly her for the Great Escape strip club in Cork. Oh my god, and I was thinking watching the movie how funny it was that when I went to Magaluf on my leaving Sir Holiday, we got dragged into a strip bar. And scammed. Like literally, well practically scammed because first of all, well it was hilarious because there was a girl outside and she was like, oh boys do you fancy coming in now? When I say, like, in betweeners movie, like, that was us on Hall's worst, actually. And flaming homosexuals. And also, we were the gay version of the in betweeners. And literally, she was like, first of all, obviously, barking up the wrong tree initially. But us, none of us being out, were definitely like, just went along with it. And we're like, ooh, this could be fun. <laughs> 
And then on the way in, she gives it, oh, she's like, I'm Daisy, what's your name? And she was from the UK. And I was like, Daisy? And she was like, yeah, she's like, what's your name? And I was like, it's Daisy, your stripper name? She was so offended, like, Babe. I nearly got food. But I was like, I was locked, obviously, but at the same time, should not have been asking that, regardless of which. But I was traumatised. And then when we got in, she just made us all buy her a drink and ourselves a drink, but the drinks were 20 euro. What? She had to pay 40 euro, each on a first round, to get her a drink. Obviously, she wasn't drinking them, she was just taking the 20. And there was, obviously, like, a strip show going on, and I never felt more uncomfortable did i ever tell you about the time that i went to amsterdam right with the boys yeah and um we went into one of those peep shows you know the ones that everyone does where they put like the ping pongs up there who has no it wasn't one of those i wish it was that would have been more bearable but it actually made me feel so uncomfortable it's like you know those um it's like the scene in taken you know when the daughter is dancing in the middle and they're all bidding on her yeah. It's kind of like that, but you go in and you have your own booth to do whatever. But you put you put in, like, a coin, like a euro yeah. or whatever, and then your shutter stays down, we'll say, for, like, a minute. Yeah. And then, like, when your one sees your shutter come down for the first time, she obviously, like, comes over to your window. But I felt, like, disgustingly sick. I felt so bad, and I was yeah. like, this is ridiculous. So I ducked. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't bear the thought of looking at her. And I, could ju- I was literally just, like, looking up. And I could see her looking in all confused. Or being like, what's happening there? What's going on? Like, where is this person? You hiding on the floor. But I was traumatised. And I remember coming out afterwards and all the lads being like, oh, that was unreal. That was unreal. And I was literally like, I was ready to projectile vomit. Uh, well, how did we get onto that? Oh, yeah. Jenny, Jenny Lowe. Lowe. So the film is unreal because I feel like she's just scamming all the rich fellas. I love it. I was thinking midway through, like, is there a way to get rich quick like this? <laughs> Oh my God, we have to talk about the true tea from the last two weeks. And that is Inspector Gadget herself, Colleen Rooney, the scandal. It's like everything I never knew I needed. I feel like all the gay gods just got together and goes, it's the long stretch between Pride and Halloween. (laughs) The gays need something to hold on to. Oh my God, that's actually really accurate. For anyone who's been living under a rock and doesn't know what's happening, basically... First of all, how dare you? (laughs) <laughs> basically Colleen Rooney loads of stories have been sold about her to the sun and she didn't know who was doing it because they were all coming from her personal Instagram account <laughs> so she basically hid everyone from her stories except one woman who she suspected to be the perpetrator and then the stories that she were putting up like ludicrous ones were being leaked to the sun and then she knew it was the person that only one person could see her story and I was like that's fucking some thorough shit on top of that, it was the delivery. That's what made it, like, so gay. The thing that made it the gayest was the delivery. It was that announcement on social media. And it was that fine. It was all in the final line. Like, you could have disregarded everything else. Like, obviously, I was really engrossed in it because I was like, this is actually some, like, big shit. And she's yeah. been doing all the detective work herself. And it was the final line of it, and it was the ellipsis that sent me over the it edge. It wasn't even, it was about three ellipses put together, babe. The dots went on forever. Ever. It was like, it's dot, 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 dot. 
Rebecca Vardy's account. Rebecca Vardy's account. Oh my god! And she's being dragged. Imagine Rebecca Vardy reading that in that moment, thinking, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And then the panic upon discovering your name is written down the bottom. I've it's, been off the balls. You can just see her go resolve, being like, "Oh my god! I'm freaking out! I'm freaking out!" It's and then her scanning the dots. <laughs> Dot, 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 dot. Oh, fuck! It's I me. love it. And I love that there was like a public exposure of it as well, because like, obviously living for the drama. And then you're one Rebecca Vardy giving it, oh, I wish you'd have contacted me first. No, bitch, I wish you'd have contacted me before you were selling all the stories on me to the sun. Okay, I think we should move on to this week's theme. Yes, let's. Ready? So, <laughs> me like a cheerleader. Ready? Let's okay. go. <laughs> this week's theme is... <coughs> a ch- being sick. <laughs> Say your line. Big beans. Oh yeah, uh, Alexa. Play just like a pill by Pink. Just like a pill by Pink from Spotify. Why do we think the sound effects was a good idea? <laughs> I found it hilarious. Oh, I love. I love vintage Pink, but I love modern Pink too. No, I love vintage Pink. Head roll to the right. Me every time I take a Panadol. Crying here. What have you done? I thought it would be fun. I can't stay on your life support. It's short in a switch. I can't stay on your mouth. Is this a hangover bop? I think it is. When you're dying. It's all about hangover. Being a little bitch. That's rude. Everybody! Woo! I do love pink. I do. I love P exclamation mark N K. Instead of making me better, keep making me ill. Keep making me ill. Alexa! You keep making me ill. I love it. You know what? You're right. Vintage pink is surely the best pink. Actually, pink is one of those artists. Who has kind of reinvented herself every other decade. She's like, I know she's not a lesbian, but she's kind of like a lesbian Madonna. I love her. You know her song, Family Portrait? Anytime my mum and dad would be snapping at each other when I was growing up or like... If, if, I used to do the same thing. <laughs> you know what I'm about to say. Or if me and my brother used to fight or whatever and like make my mum and dad upset. I used to go up to my room, sit against the rad and sing Family Portrait. Oh no, I never did that. <laughs> Wait, what did you do? I used to listen to it with my headphones and look out the window. Oh, really? Oh, well, same thing. Same no, singing energy. it is way more sad. <laughs> Why used you be like? But that's the thing. I used to think... But that's... Family <laughs> portrait. But I used to love the bit. It ain't easy going through a World War Three. <laughs> literally, I was like... You know, sometimes when you'd be having fights in the gaff, that's what it felt like. Oh, literally. And I'd be like, everyone out in the street now think we're fine, but we're all shouting at each other. <laughs> That used to be the worst. Like, your parents' main concern would be, like, the neighbours hearing yeah. you fight. How funny. And then you'd be like, Pink doesn't stand for this, and run upstairs. What about Pink these days in her recent tours? Just flying all over the captain on the bungee jump Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil living. She is literally, that's what she is. She, like, she's just been like, I don't know about this singing crack, I'm just going to do Cirque du Soleil in my show. But, like, I couldn't even, like, if I tried to go for a jog and, like, 
sing along to the track. I couldn't even be doing that. She's going around the gaff like a Beyblade and she's giving it full on... <laughs> Beyblade! She's giving it full on vocals. Babe, I had to drop out of our time because they wanted me to sing and dance at the same time. I'm not... And I can't even... I couldn't do an aerial silk at the same time as singing. She's literally mocking us. She's what Fergie wanted to be when she when she did those walkovers oh on that God. show. The Fergie walkovers. The one thing I would say though, she's... She done an injustice there with um, like a pill because like medication's good for you. Sometimes like it cures you. Oh yeah, illnesses. definitely. But I thought you were one of the people who didn't like taking a tablet to help themselves. I don't take, but like I used, I used to never be like I'm like my mum. My mum wouldn't be taking any panadol or morphine, and yeah. I was kind of like the same as her. But the older I get, the harder the hangovers are. I know. So I'm turning to medication to deal. Yeah, literally. I and don't they, know how I they, can survive. They do make me better. They don't make me ill. <laughs> Contrary to popular pink belief. Now, obviously, they just like... Mass pain. pain. Yeah, But obviously. that's what I want. But that's what I need in that moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're going on about uh, pink the whole time. We didn't even tell people why we're doing oh, being yeah. sick as this the team. Random theme. Because you're dying. I'm not dying. I'm ob- I'm coming out the other end of it. But like, I went to bed Monday night there with like muscular pains across my back. Thought I was overdoing it on the spin, if I'm honest. Because <laughs> I've been doing a lot of covers. But apparently everyone was having a weird night's sleep on the Monday night. I think there's something in retrograde. Something has to be in retrograde, surely, or something to do with star alignment or All something. the hippies who listen, what's in retrograde and why? Can you tell us? Anytime me and BJ, if we're ever going through a phase or if something's happening, like we'll literally be like, Mercury's defo in retrograde. If I come home and Kevin's in a bit of a mood, I'm like, Kevin. Like, he could actually be snapping on me. And I'd be like, Kevin, is Mercury in retrograde? Because <laughs> you're acting very weird. But literally, so when to bed that night... Didn't catch a wink, but I was frozen in the bed, but I was sweating, like sweating in the bed. And then, like, was awake all night with it. My throat was hanging. My eyes were burning. Definite, like, flu kind of situation. All the girls listening now were like, he has the biggest case of man flu Oh my God, I've just described. My eyes were burning. (laughs) I was covered in sweat that I had to change my sheets. No, I was drowned, like, inside the bed. I think the real reason you got sick, though, is because you didn't um, bring out your autumn winter wardrobe fast enough. That's the you were still hanging on to that hot girl summer energy. I do do that often, but it's because as well working in a gym and like... Being just, a tot. <laughs> being a home wearing tank tops all the time. <laughs> hiccups, another ailment. There we go. Another ailment. How do we get rid of the hiccups? I heard you have to stand upside down on your head and drink a glass of water, but I'd rather just have the hiccups than go through that effort. <laughs> Actually, in hindsight, that's... Definitely something the mums and dads used to just say to make their children look pure stupid. I have a laugh off. I mean, like you look at them nearly drowning in the water. I heard that you have to get a fright. The fright thing I feel does work. Quick, tell me I'm not the prettiest in in grandmam. (laughs) How dare you? No, but I did feel bad. It's Rebecca Vardy's account. I um I do feel bad though because you poor creator were in the house by yourself and I was away and then I came comes back and you're like wasting away you're it's like, like that, that pot noodle lad <laughs> no babe you were like that fox meme when I came back you know only sitting on the edge of the bed I always am that fox meme for some reason even when I'm in my prime of health people always compare me to that fox meme you it's just so looked annoying. so shook and I came in the door and I was like hi how's it going ready to catch up and then you were like hi 
Like, well, I didn't want to be that? texting you and worrying you while you were away and spoiling your workshop, being like, by the way, I'm sir. dying it down. But I was actually in a fairly bad way. But um, it's the worst, isn't it? Like, just being being away from home when you're sick is just not nice. Obviously, yeah. being sick is shitty anyway. But added on top of that, like, I just wanted my man to be looking after me, making me Weedabix. I mean, Weedabix? When you're sick? When I was younger, like, you know, if you have a sore throat, you want something soft, like... I used to, like, my mum used to make me mashed potatoes with loads of butter. Oh, that's a good one as well. <laughs> but that's why I was fat, because you were having Weedabix, like, <laughs> a, like, nice cereal. And I was eating mashed potatoes covered in sats fats. <laughs> oh my God, thanks, man. I sometimes, when I'm going into work, and if we have a busy week, I'm like... I'd never get sick, would I? Me licking the tube pole on the way down trying to get some disease. Because I'd be like, I just don't want to go into work. Me on the escalator, my tongue's on the thing next to us the whole way oh down. Oh my god. Because I just want to get like, I want to get sick because I want to just not have to deal with the week. And then, but then if you ever do get sick, the minute my nose blocks up, I'm like, I never experienced torture like this. Yeah. I never want to be sick again. Remember when you were younger and you were trying to get off school being sick? No, see, I was such a nerd. I used to love school. Well, you should only ever be sick from school when you were actually sick. Oh, completely, yeah. Like, you never faked it. Oh, no, and even when I was sick at school, like, it would take a lot to get me out of school. I was a weirdo. You're such a swat. You're the people in class I used to be, like, shut up. I know, I was that annoying, like, nerdy girl at the front. I thought, like, you wanted to chat about, oh, remember being sick in school and, like... How bad it was that we had to go home and not learn. <laughs> Is that honestly what you think I was going to talk no, to you about? No, I was going to say... Remember being sick in school and like we had to miss that lesson. How shit was that? Do you really think that's what people want to hear? That's not what I was going to say. I was saying... What were you saying? Like, I remember... See, the one thing that I used to have to call my mum for a lot and go to the principal's office was... <laughs> I, if I shat my pants. What? That's a... What? Like if like as a child if you had diarrhea or whatever and as well like boys' schools toilets like when you're children as well like they used to send me so I used to obviously like not be able to go for a decent like poo or whatever yeah so I used to be like try and hold it or whatever and sometimes I just end up like shit my pants or whatever wait why am I saying this isn't a common thing babe you should shit yourself I know, the whole time the whole time so I used to have to go home standing up in the back of my mum's car because obviously I couldn't be sitting on it but the thing is. <laughs> But the thing is, you'd have to go into the principal's office to make the phone call. But i just say, oh, I'm feeling sick. And there'd be shit all over you. No, well, like, I'd obviously, it would be my underpants or whatever. You'd just be <laughs> carrying around the poo in your underpants. It wouldn't be, like, a full... <laughs> like, it would just be, like, a bit of a poo. What do you mean? Babe? I don't know, like, I don't want to relive it. Oh, you're so but, cute. But, like, I'd go down That's to the principal... That's breaking my hair. I'd go down to the principal's office and... He'd still be sitting in the room and you'd have to be like, oh, do you mind if I make, if I call home? I'm feeling sick. But I'd be like, so like I'd have to ring my mum and the principal would still be in the office and I'd be like, oh ma'am, can you collect me please? Like I'm feeling really sick. And she'd be like, okay, no problem. And she'd be like, did you poo in your pants? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm feeling really sick, ma'am. So please oh, collect me. Your yeah. first acting challenge and you slayed. <laughs> and I'd just go home then. I used to kind of have love because then i just enjoy the rest of the afternoon with my mum. Because you weren't even sick. I you just really shat yourself. <laughs> Why did I think of telling people this? So what did you used to like say to like lie getting out of school? So like it didn't take much because obviously I would just turn to Nula Kirby like my mam would I would literally just say to her like mam I'm feeling sick she'd be like oh no don't worry babe stay in bed as long as oh. I would like they, I wouldn't have to like ever 
pretend, really. Yeah. But, like, just in case my dad was around, like, uh, and came in for a check, I used to, like, get up, do a bit of a jog, right? So yeah. I start sweating. Really? Because you want your forehead to be a bit damp, right? Then I used to get back into the bed and I used to hold my breath and rub my face really, really hard so that I just look fucked. <laughs> and then wait for my mum to come into the room and I used to be under the covers. But, you know, if you put the covers really close to your face and breathe heavy, yeah. the hot air would make you sweaty for yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then when they come in, they touch your forehead and they go, really, do you do have a bit of a temperature? And I'd be like, I oh, know, I just don't know what's wrong. My head's really sore. Like, okay, t- we'll stay in and see how it is. And they're like, all right, so... Cut to me like 15 minutes later, I'm down, I have t- a bowl of cereal, I'm watching oh, shit TV and I'm enjoying my day. Loving it. So the first day of primary school ever where you go in and you meet your class and whatever and yeah. I'm so excited and then the teacher is like bought everyone like juice boxes and stuff and like you're literally like this is unbelievable. So I got the mumps on my very first day of school. The man mumps, mumps, likes. Man mumps, man mumps, man mumps. But literally. <laughs> Cue black eyed peas. But I thought, so this is ridiculous, so I thought, because it was like me starting big boy school and they hyped it up, I thought I was feeling this way because it was big boy school. Oh. So I was like, I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> I'm obviously, like, this is the way you feel when you start Oh no! But I remember, obviously, like, so I was in meet my class and then for all the parents, then there was like a tea and coffee yeah. session for them, we'll say, down in the staff room. So cut back to my mum coming back in like two hours or whatever it yeah. was and literally seeing me swollen to death. <laughs> I mean, like, what the heck has happened to you? Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, what? Okay. How'd you get taken out of school on my first thing? Because I got the mumps. You, I, but it's so, so weird. That's the cutest thing <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. I would love if she had taken a pic. Because obviously, like... You thought that you felt you felt like you were swelling up because that's what you do in big boys. I thought that it was, I was feeling like a big boy. Like, oh. how cute. But like, literally up the walls then, I felt violent then for the rest of the day. when I was like, my mum was like, you have the mumps. <laughs> I was like, what? Thought it was this thing growing in my skin. I was traumatised. The actual, the mumps are an ordeal. Really? Oh yeah, they're like... As bad as chicken pox. I had the chicken pox as well. Um, See, we all got the chicken pox at the same time. Of course you did. (laughs) All Irish families do when people get chicken pox is hop the kids off each other. Why do... Why do... Why do Irish <laughs> families like you? They see one chicken pox and they all ring each other. All your cousins be over and they be rubbing you off each other, is so it, you all get chicken pox at the same time. I presume is it just like it's better to have them at the same. Time? <laughs> it's because it's better to have them at the same time, and you want to get them when you're young, so you don't get them when you're older, because it's obviously more dangerous. I oh, know, right? but they'd be is having chicken it? pox parties in the gas. <laughs> They'd have you all over. I remember we used to do this when me and my brothers and my sister got him. I'm like tearing itchy. Stop itching because you're making me itch as well. Oh my God. But I remember when we all had him, we used to all be like, we'd take off our tops and stuff. We'd be in the living room like covered in <laughs> you know, because we all had chicken box. Covered in cream. <laughs> we'd all just be scratching. Like we're having a laugh. The chicken pox were a laugh, weren't the they? The chicken pox were a scream. They were a scream. Like, I remember me and my friend getting chicken pox at the same time because our parents smacked us off each other together. <laughs> and 
we used to be we used to be in the window of my house and it looks out onto the like the public it's just like a normal street that pe- like loads of people walk past and you just had these two little Irish kids covered in red spots in the in the window knocking and like waving at people they were like what's going on there I want to see that episode of Reeling in the Years of all the children in the windows with the chicken pox do people get chicken pox still has it been cured no I feel like. There's no, no, it hasn't been cured, has it? Children are still getting chicken pox, are they? You they put the gloves on you as well. Yeah, the gloves. So you don't itch them because you don't want I them know. to scare or something. Yeah, because it? the thing is, you, you want to scratch them off your body and then they'll oh. be leaving scars. But they were the worst. They were the worst, but you did have a skiddy bang when you got the chicken pox. <laughs> what else did you used to do when you were growing up? I'm thinking, did I get any other bits? What other things you have? I remember, I don't know if it's a thing, but I remember I had to relearn how to walk. You had a, you. I never knew you had such a traumatic childhood. This wasn't. This was kind of through choosing, as opposed to actually having something wrong with me. What do you mean? I went. I got into a habit of sliding my feet. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was so cool. But I for, I forgot then because I was doing it for so. <laughs> so I used to always skid along the gap of my shoes. But I was doing it for so long that I couldn't walk. And then my my dad pulled me on it one time, and he was like. Cop on and walk properly like you're wrecking your shoes or whatever he said. How long were you sliding your feet? Ages. Like, I th- but I used to think I was so cool doing it. <laughs> like, I was way ahead of my time. Like, sliding around the gaff, yeah. I love it. But every, like, I used to never walk. I used to only, like, slip and slide. <laughs> so, like, my trainers were ruined. And then my dad one time was like, start walking properly. And I was like, um, and I'd just be skidding again. And he'd be like, cop on. And start walking properly. and But then I started bawling because I couldn't. I, I don't know how. But I actually trained my legs just out to skid. So I had to relearn how to walk. So I was trying, And I remember I had to go out the front with my dad. And he used to teach me how to walk again. What? And I used to be like this. But I was having, having to really exaggerate my steps and do marching. Just, and I'd be like, it's this, this. It's this me crying because I thought I'd forgotten how to walk. I was like, I'm never going to walk again. <laughs> Sorry, that's not even a sickness. That's just something I just threw in. I can't believe you taught your... <laughs> you forgot how to walk because you were doing the skits. But I remember thinking, like this was going through my head at the time, I remember thinking, people think I am the coolest <laughs> kid on the block because I'm skidding around the gaff. Like, like, oh my God, look at him, no rules. Like, he doesn't even walk like everyone else. He's skidding, you know what I mean? <laughs> How did you never tell me that before? I, th- my that cheeks are so sore. I was having a skiddy bang. You were having a skiddy bang? I love it. My throat. You're the original skiddy bang. You're dying, babe. Like, lads, you better appreciate this app because Kevin's really fighting through it. He has the antiseptic spray for the mountain on. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
You get to the point then, though, you don't even have to fake sick anymore. So, like, in secondary school, like, do you ever forge notes from your parents saying that, like, oh, PJ has a doctor's appointment and I had my mum's signature down and everything? Yeah, see, the, but the thing is, like, I was such... I know it just goes back to me being a nerd and a swat in school, but I used to even need notes. It got to a point and I had such a good relationship with my teachers <laughs> that I could literally pop up to the desk and be like, Miss, I've, uh, I've an ENT appointment there. Do you mind if I pop out? E&T. And they'd be like... Ears, nose and throat. But why is it just ENT if it's ears, nose and throat? Ears, nose and throat. ENT. Oh, E-N-T. Yeah, E-N-T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't it sound like he's saying E-N-T? Anyway, and as well, once I hit him with the E-N-T line, they were like, he knows his shit. He definitely has an E-N-T appointment. You know what I mean? But so, were you bunking like? And were you sure man no? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, used to, I never skived off myself without my man knowing. So you didn't bunk school, babe, if your parents were in on the bunk. But I was still getting away. I was still pulling the wool over the teacher's eyes, so. <laughs> I was such a sad you child. You were such a swat. But also, I love it. I remember one thing that everyone in Ireland used to suffer with as well, like me and my siblings, definitely. And I'm not even sure now whether they were real, because I heard recently that they were just a myth. But growing pains... Growing pains are definitely real. No, but when you think about it, if you break it down, at the time I remember them being so real and it's a very definite pain. But is it a pain from you growing? Number one, it's not just Ireland. Everyone around the world grows, right? Obviously. Sorry, yeah, obviously. (laughs) But basically, they're the sorest things in the world. Speaking for someone who's six foot four. (laughs) Yeah, hun, she's tall. Like, they were the sorest things, don't you dare say my pains and my legs going up weren't real. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to illegitimise what you experienced and what you went through. This is like a therapy session. But what I'm saying is, what you were experiencing wasn't a pain from you growing. Like your bones and whatever, I don't know, the whole thing. They were joining kind of, together. Yeah, but they, they obviously grow at a very tiny rate. Like you definitely don't get Tiny, painful rate. <laughs> I felt every inch of these long pins. <laughs> but that was what I used to love. You know when you, like, you'd be sent to bed and everyone would be in bed, but your mum and dad would still be up or whatever. And I remember going down, you know, if you'd be lying awake in bed because you'd have growing pains. Yeah. And I remember going downstairs and being like, man... I've grown pains and then the, <laughs> and I just love it because I just go over and my man would like rub my legs oh. and I'd just be lying and we'd be watching TV and I'd be up later than my brothers and sister and I'd be loving life loving it watching the big movie on three <laughs> I used to love growing pains I loved growing no I didn't they were actually traumatising for me no they are very I'm not saying they're not real but I think the pains that everyone experienced universally were they actually a pain from growing were they what else would they be though I <laughs> Like, what else would they, those pains be? Like, muscular pains, like, from, you know, running around from the growing. grass and baiting yourself into walls as a child, do you know what I mean? Is anybody doing their dissertation or master's on growing pains? And could you <laughs> let us know, is it fact or fiction? We need, actually, some hardcore evidence to say whether they're real. I'm happy to be disproven. I want you to be disproven. I used to work in the CUH in the, um, just in, like, the coffee dock station, like, in the corner. Mm. Pun on dock. What? No K. Coffee Doc. Like that's oh no K. No K. Hilaire. I only. As in it was a coffee pun. Like no, it was a hospital pun. Yeah, on the dock. <laughs> coffee Doc. 
I only realised that about six months into my employment, I was shaking. It was hilarious. Is that that I would have even stayed on longer just because I know I'm working in an iconic, <laughs> pun-inspired place. But, like, even working there and we were, um, like, situated right next to the, like, cardiac ward. Oh. And, you know, you, and the thing is, like, you used to have people coming in who were, like, obviously had been through everything. Like To be honest, I, like, I used to mind going to hospital, so it was all grand. But when my dad got really sick and stuff, like, I can't, I hate going to hospitals now because it just reminds me of that time, yeah, right? of course. So, like, I just, but I remember, like, one of the n- loveliest things, and, like, was this year, obviously, why I'm half week for you as well, is because, like, when my dad was really sick in the hospital, you came up to all my family who was waiting outside the, the sick room because you were working in the coffee place. Oh, yeah. And you brought us up, like, loads of pastries and stuff, and you were like, oh, these were left over for the day. I thought you'd be hungry and stuff. Has me nearly bursting into tears. So, do, like, do you hate hospitals? Like, now is it, like... Like, it's just when I'm in a hospital, now, even, like, if I'm going to see someone who just had a baby, it's just the smell, and, like, the, like it, yeah. just re- it just takes me back to that feeling of, like, everything that happens, you get, like... You do get like it might be might me just being pure dramatic, no pure Grace Anatomy flashback kind of vibes. Like you know in the in the show when they go back to the old places and you get the flashbacks of what happened. Yeah. But I'm not messed. I think I'm just because I'm a dramatic person. Like when I'm there, I just be like looking in the hallway and I like remember all my family in the hallway or like yeah. looking at like a door and I remember like going into the room before he died or like yeah. it, or like as well. It's it's just this, it's like the smell and the whole the parking's always gammy. And then you like I you know. go in and it's and it's like it's like well like basically it was out it was in the area in Cork where the the where he was in the hospital it was Wilton right where the maternity ward also yeah. is so like every time even if we go to see someone who has a new baby or anything or even if I go to Wilton shopping centre which is a shopping centre across the way from the hospital like I'm literally crawling I'm like I hate it here I was really like, I hate it well anyone would be crawling in Wilton <laughs> shopping centre I mean. Sorry, but like Wilton Shopping Centre is an ordeal. It is shocking. That's even worse. I'm sorry, I'd sooner choose the hospital than Wilton Shopping Centre. Yeah, no, it's gammy. No, I can't say that. No, you can. No, because it is shocking. (laughs) The biggest job they're trying to do is trying to find fucking beds to put people into. I know. Sure, like, it's like, where's Wally with the beds inside the hospital? You can't find one. There's no beds to be got. If that's the one thing, like, my mum and dad were always like, Growing up, they were always adamant about paying for private healthcare, even though yeah. I know it's probably extortionate and like they probably couldn't really afford it the best of times. But like, it's meant so much, like having like the private healthcare. Yeah, you know what it's I mean? really it good. does make a difference. Like, but even if you're on the private healthcare, sometimes like my dad went in one day and he was in a bad way, and they threw him on a trolley. Oh, and literally, like, yeah. Because me throwing yeah. the VHI private healthcare card at him, girls. Where's the VIP? <laughs> Where's the VIP room, babe? We have the VHI. We have the healthcare card. Where do I swipe this? Oh, my God. Where's the accoutrement? <laughs> so my mum had a bit of a shit year there. Um, it was kind of all started kind of 2017. She was went through hell, didn't she? Yeah, it was kind of loads, like, kind of going on. And see, I was in my final year over here, so kind of... They hadn't really told me about it initially, but... Um, my mum had cancer of the colon and I remember um, when I went back home it was for Easter for Easter break I came back on a Saturday and I went kind of straight out because my friends were going out and I was like kind of said a brief hello to my mum and dad family 
went out the next day I was in the Horrors and my dad was like come down here you and I thought I'd left my key in the front door basically then my dad like turned around and was like your mum has cancer and I was obviously up the walls she had an operation to have like her tumour removed and stuff and um, and that was like like she basically never even ended up having to like go through chemo so she was very fortunate Um, and but she went on like a major health kick because like my mum was like used to be mad for the fags and like yeah. didn't really exercise a whole lot and like standard Irish mammy diet you yeah. know what I mean rashers and butter <laughs> that's, the that's all she ate rashers dipped in butter and soda bread but um, <laughs> soda bread so like she went massively like on a health kick started like exercising going for walks but then she did her knee in um, Jesus yeah but like Basically, like, years of underlying, like, osteoarthritis yeah. and stuff kind of basically cropped up. But because she'd been knocked down, like, when she was younger and she'd broken her femur, basically, they, her leg couldn't just accommodate, like, her standard knee replacement. Yeah. So she had to go into hospital and basically the femur had to be, like, broken and reset. <sighs> oh, no. She... And then when she was in the hospital, then she caught sepsis. So she was up the walls. And I remember, like, being over... Phil, you should write a book, girl. Literally, like, she's been through, like, went through it with it, really, like. But, like, on a lighter note, like, she's, like, in great health now. And it's, there was so much guilt attached to being over here. And any time I did something, I'd be, like, my poor man back home or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I knew even when I did catch up with her and stuff, she was definitely sparing me the yeah. details and stuff. But then, like, going back and even when she got the knee replacement and when she started walking. And she basically had a new lease of life from it. And she's... Flying She's it absolutely now. flying out. I'm shocked like, at her now. She's like a 2.0, Phil 2.0. Health is better than wealth. It is. And Phil, you're smashing a girl. Keep keep walking around the gap. Keep walking. Keep, keep strutting, down. babe. <laughs> keep on strutting. No, but literally, I'm so delighted. It was when you post that picture of your mum looking like a glam bitch on the beach. On and she the has beach. the crutches and she's like, I don't even need to. My fave pick. Hashtag what crutches? Whose crutches? The crutches jumped out. <laughs> no, I was weak. But yeah, like, I think because both of us, like, you had, like, sick and sick parents and stuff like that. And stuff like when you when you lose people or people are sick and you get big scares like that, I think you really just appreciate everyone you love and you yeah. kinda of hold them closer. Definitely. So now I really like all my all my siblings, all my friends, all my family, I'm always like, I love you. Like come yeah. here, let's hug each other because yeah. like you never know what's gonna happen, like Yeah. Obviously like don't be living in constant fear. Don't live in fear and don't be like a hypochondriac because <laughs> no one likes that bitch no, exactly. who sneezes and they're freaking out like <laughs> But also love everyone because you yeah, know what's going to happen. Exactly. Oh my God, a very different turn of affairs in this episode of I'm Grandmam, right? I know. God, but I do kind of love taking it back a bit as well. Yeah. And lads, if you're ever, if you going through anything with someone in your family who's sick at the moment, just like sending you love. Yeah, definitely. On a lighter note, let's talk about my mum's cataracts. Oh God, really? <laughs> no, so the poor crater, she was going blind with the cataracts. Basically, it's this, I never knew what it was, so I'll explain to you. But basically, it's the thing that grows over your eye. Makes you pure blind. <laughs> That's what it does. I know what cataracts is and I always knew what it was. I can't believe you hadn't really heard of it. She got one of her eyes done, right? Got the cataracts removed, fair play, like sorted. Yeah. But now she's like, I don't even need glasses in that eye. Like she can, she used to have really like high focal glasses. Yeah. Is that what you call them? I'm oh, not sure. I've, but like jam jams. I've 20 like. 20 vision, babe. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> you ate your carrots. 
Um, but like Claude Jam Jars, no, like one of them just isn't isn't any like magnification. Like it's just normal. It's just she's like perfect vision. Yeah. And now the the doctor was like, oh, we're going to do the other because you have another cataract. We're going to get rid of that as well. So you'll probably just have like twenty twenty vision after we're done. And my mum is raging. She's like. I don't want to not wear glasses at all because like no one will recognise me without the glasses. Oh. Me. Ma'am. Well, they wouldn't. You wouldn't have a clue who she was. No, she I goes, used to recognise my ma- I used to cry when my nan took off her glasses. I'd be like, who the heck is in my house? <laughs> no, you just don't because you're so used yeah. to her. So my mum was like, I'm going to just, I was like, well, you can just wear glasses just with like, yeah, you know, like, like fashion glasses. Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, I might have to do that because no one will recognise oh, me. Oh, bless her. I love her. I'm skitting. She doesn't even, she's not even grateful for the eyesight back. She's like, no one will recognise me without the glasses. I'm Raging. mortified. I need my son Macaulay's. <laughs> they won't know who I am. Oh, that bless her. That's I lovely, know, isn't she's it? Dirty. Okay, guys, it's your favourite section of the week. No, my favourite section. <laughs> Where you ask our mammies anything. Woo-woo. We do need to do a jingle at some point. We do. What it's going to be like. What's wrong with your love? What's wrong with your pet? What's wrong with your petal? Come here to me, love. Anyway, there's no more introduction. Just to <laughs> Let's go. So this week's question for Nula is... The best way to judge if you can trust a potential roommate to pay, stay and be sound. I love that. I love it. That's good. Because we're getting a potential new roommate because Sean's moving out with his girlies from home. We're getting a new one in. So very relevant to us. So very relevant. I was only going to be talking to my mum about this anyway. (laughs) Brilliant. Killing two birds. So classic Nula starts with Dear Listener. She's never going to leave that job. That's her her trademark. She goes, Dear Listener, I understand you don't know this person. Firstly... Um, you need to set ground rules like when you would like the rent to be paid weekly or monthly give them space for their personal belongings what chores they need to do and whether you share meals or do your own thing and um, go day by day and judge judge for yourself good luck you'll be fine trust your instincts lovely i think you know what very succinct and also like trust your instincts that's actually a very good way of that's, dealing with it. That's such. That's the way we go about our life. We you go, know what I mean? Do we like them? Do, they're good on paper, but what do we feel? But really, really nice answer. Really good. I w- I do say setting ground rules is key. Yeah. Because they just, you need to be like, this is what we do in our Yeah, group. exactly. Then also, you know when the rent is paid, so that's grand. Um, give them personal space for their belongings, but also tell them where they shouldn't leave their belongings. Yeah. Because like, you need to make it be clean. Then chores, obviously, this is looked over a lot because you just presume that everyone like is the same as you, whereas like people live completely different lives. Completely, so, yeah. Just, bit of a spanner when she was like, when my mom was like, ask, do you share the meals or do your own thing? I'd be weak <laughs> if people shared meals in the gaff. Well, your mum is a lodger, you see, so maybe oh, she's speaking yeah. from that point of view. I do be skipping because my mum, basically, in, in Ireland, there's such, in Cork, there's like such a drought on housing for yeah, students. A we, demand for it. Yeah, so uh, my mum took in a student and she's staying in her old room. And my mum's like her mum. Like, I'm like, can I she... just, sorry, go on. Can I just say that if I was a student looking for accommodation and I got your mum paired with your mum in the gaff, I would be like, I'd be like, this is. That my life has peaked. Like, am I, am I allowed to be jealous of Sarah who lives in the house? Because she's living the, her best life. She's going to... Like, when I was in college, I wanted to be going home to my mum and she's doing that. Aww. But I'm uh, but I'm skitting because, 
like my mom doesn't treat her as like a tenant she just treats her as like her child like oh that's so adorable. like that's if, what you'd want though yeah but she'd be like she's still she's still in bed and i'm gonna wake her up or like she'd be like oh i cooked some dinner there now for me and sarah i'm like ma'am like she's renting the room like you don't have to like look after her. she was but like that's ah, lovely but that she's poor doing thing. This. yeah and i'm like you're so cute and also if if you don't if they don't stay it wasn't meant to be so get yeah. them sign a contract and give you a deposit i would say also yeah like like for picking a roommate maybe if you can like set out an agreement whereby you see how you get on for the first month because you'd never know they mightn't be on up for living with you either like yeah. you know what i mean you can't judge from an interview so i yeah. definitely do a trial month and then in that month set up elaborate tasks <laughs> that they have to complete and if they don't do them exactly the way you want then evict them it's rebecca Madison. <laughs> You're not saying it right for the whole thing. <laughs> but the whole thing, we're going to have to edit every time I've said it out. You're okay, gone. so my mammoth question was, um, at what point in a new relationship do you bring up the what are we vibe? Oh. The relevant. Especially for us millennials. Yeah, definitely. And also, like, I've never been in a relationship with a fella before, but after, like, dating a guy for a while, I'm like, oh my God, is this a thing? I've kind of wanted it to be a thing, but also I'm like, is it too early for it to be a thing? You know what I mean? Okay. So all of it, <laughs> all of it relevant. Okay, so my man. Did you text said, this message to your man? Yeah. Did, no, but did you ask her this message? Is this you asking the message? Am I the anon? Yeah, are you the anonymous asker? Um, so my man's reply, <laughs> my man's reply is, it was just simpler back in the day. When you met someone in a bar or a club, you would make a date and meet up and you were a couple almost from the first date. There was no such thing as trying on the jeans for a few months and then returning them. (laughs) It was instant. You just went on a date and met again for another date the following week. And if either person wanted out, you wouldn't show up for the next date. Oh my God. Jesus. That's lethal, isn't it? Savage. No mobile phones or Facebook back then. The likelihood was you may never see them again if they didn't show. If you feel awkward asking your fella where the relationship's at, then don't ask because there will come a day when it will just come out because you will be so comfortable in each other's company. It will just feel like the right time to talk about exclusivity. But I definitely would not be with the guy if he was up for meeting someone else in between meeting up with me. Too much of a player. Get rid. He should be all about (laughs) you only. Yes, Phil. I love it. My mum. We don't need no fuck boys up in this bitch. (laughs) PJ. (laughs) I love it. Phil, don't fuck with the fuck boys. (laughs) Baby, you need to listen to your mum's advice. I don't. No, but like it's it's some pretty solid advice. Oh, as in gospel. Too much of a player. Get rid. But it's true. Like especially, I suppose, like from me, right? From me. I find it hard to invest my energy in like multiple people at the one time. Yeah, yeah. So if I know there's a guy, yeah, we've all been there where we're like maybe chatting to one or two lads, like it's nothing serious. But like if I've met a guy for a date, right, and I'm kind of like, yeah, I definitely fancy him, I want to see him again. So you've been on two or three dates, right? Then once once you're getting at that phase and it's kind of repeating itself and you're definitely like, well, I'm definitely into him. Then you need to kind of, I think... Be explicit about that and yeah. say that because ultimately, if you are kind of like really into this guy and kind of only kind of like seeing him and not really kind of chatting to anyone else or no interest in kind of be chatting to anyone else, then say it because ultimately, if they're getting on to other guys still or if they're going on 
dates with other people that's only going to hurt you yeah so you need to be open about it i know it's kind of mortifying especially you might be like oh am i a bit premature in saying this you don't need to say like oh are we boyfriends but i think it's okay for the exclusivity thing to come up you know within the first one or two months you know what i mean yeah i think what what was like when i knew that i was going to be with jose for like ages was when like boom, forever forever no but it was literally just like when we first started going out will you after the second i think it was like the third time i met him i was like will you be my boyfriend see that's cute and it should f- i suppose it probably felt like the right thing to do so a lot yeah. of it is if you're feeling like you're at that position where you want to make like the other person your boyfriend or your girlfriend like you know what just like, say it just put your cards on the table and like he was like after i said it to him he was like i knew that you I knew that you wanted to be my boyfriend. I want to be your boyfriend. I just needed to make you say it to me. So he manipulated me and say it to him. <laughs> so I don't know what game he was playing. Maybe ask him. But like, I, act, I was potty and I just said like, will you be my fella? I was oh, up to 90. That's nice though. Yeah, but then I think that's why, I think that's why we're like so strong because we was, there was no games at the start. It was just exactly. like, boom. Right, that's the end of the mammies. I love the mammies of I love the mammies of Mam knows best. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we need more so we're going to put up a Q&A this week um, send us in your Q&A bits okay so that episode was sickening <laughs> let's get sickening episode 14 <laughs> anyway we hope you have a fab Sunday and a fab week ahead also by the way it's Doug Jose's best friend's birthday today and my main sis from Dublin oh Doug we love you loads happy birthday we love you bitch have the best day oh. he's weak now because he's all saying I never showed him up in the podcast there you go girl happy birthday <laughs> you got your moment to shine <laughs> milk it while it lasts sending you love from London babe okay also Lance we're definitely like trying to nail down um, a situation with the merch obviously we we've the designs finalised and stuff it's just a case of we need to set about how we're going to get it to you and what like yeah. method we're going to use because like I'm not about to be packing all these things into little envelopes and sending them gammy to you and they come out all wrinkled you can't wear them the same day <laughs> yeah. so we're trying to figure out how to package them send them like professional business women that we are yeah exactly you know us guys we're all about being profesh babe we don't do things by halves <laughs> So, also, couldn't be dealing with the paper cuts off those envelopes. Oh, yeah, I could. Or, like, I'd want to be licking loads of bits. <laughs> like, I turned gay for a reason. <laughs> I'd want to be licking too many things. <laughs> I think it's time we just call it a night. Oh, yeah, we need to shut up. Okay, so thanks so much for listening. We love you loads, guys. Thanks so much, guys. Go on, I'll talk to you later. Go on, chat to you later. Bye. 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 Love you loads. Bye. See you later. Bye. It's <laughs> Rebecca Fettis. Stop. It's Rebecca Bardi's account. Bye. 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 Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm